What the fuck is up? This Madre podcast number 27 is now live. Thank you for joining us. We have a really boring guest this week. His name is Fernando Perez. (laughs) No, we have an amazing guest this week, Fernando Perez, one of the founding members and uh, current heads of Sonido Clash, a local music collective here in San Jose, California. But before we get to that, uh, thank you for joining us this week. If you like what you hear, please remember to subscribe on SoundCloud iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever the fuck you want, and uh, leave a leave a friendly review. And if you really like us, uh, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash desmadre. Leave a dollar or two for our efforts. We'll pay for the internet that brings you this lovely podcast. All right, so uh, yeah, Fernando Perez, uh, Sonido Clash. What is Sonido Clash? For somebody who's never heard of Sonido Clash, how would you describe Sonido Clash? I think it means uh, something different to everybody, but uh, I've been running with like my own kind of uh, elevator pitch, man. So Sonido Clash, right? The sound and the clash of it. I just really think it's um, it's more like when you you lump every genre that uh, you know is is in the the musical universe, and you know just we represent i think i think the 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 stereotypes that people think about of like you know latinos in music uh, chicanos in music you, you just sort of like pigeonhole people and um i grew up in a in a in a time where i guess i got like a lot of uh like i, I got a, an experience i got to experience like more like underground music so so to me it just means like uh an opportunity to, to educate folks on on the new music that's coming out. Yep. Um, it's it's like San Jose's uh, e- equivalent to uh, you know like uh, uh, inviting artists that are touring to, to, to crash here and, and see what it's all about because we got a million plus people here. I think folks uh, you know the surrounding cities. You got all the Bay Area around here. We're 30 minutes away from everything, so yeah. we've been this this entity that's. Uh, producing events kind of uh, pushing uh, the music in in the way of like what who's who's out there who's pushing you know other projects and we want to give folks an opportunity to like be presented in in the bay area in the heart of the silicon valley and um the, the sonido clash crew you know it's like several people it's not just like uh, uh we don't have like a president or a ceo or anything like that it's just folks that are like-minded and you know they strive to to kind of do what they do their art their 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 if it's like their promoters like that's good that, that they, we give them an outlet to um you know pursue that or their uh photographers or you know getting in the mix rappers or producers so we're all just kind of banding together and uh, yeah i think it's more like a voltron of people that are just we throw events and and when we get together it's just fun man it's it's like a shit yeah. that I would have liked to have done when I was younger like there was nothing like that shit that you would have hoped somebody else was doing so that you could go to the shows yeah I think it's funny that's like a thing that I think a lot of artists they describe like what they do because they felt like growing up there wasn't somebody making the stuff they wanted to watch right and uh, it sounds like it's similar to you guys and you guys started like what year did you guys start um officially like on paper we say it's like 2000 uh nine okay. around there 2008 but th- yeah. i mean that was like a really important year for like a lot of i think projects that were happening at the same time uh, a lot of the folks that kind of started the the org or the the collective yeah um we're all sort of doing our own independent things and it just it just it, it seems to me like everyone just found like a common goal and, yeah. and focused on on that and 
you know, we're still kind of independently doing cool stuff and working on our own stuff. But the the purpose of the Sonido Classing is like at least we have a a steady you know uh, name that's pushing uh, good acts like you know fresh acts and um, just cutting you know, what do they call it? like future brown music or yeah I don't know what they call it, that shit. It's like electro cumbia and fusion cumbia rap like anything that's up and coming like you think there needs to be more exposure to uh to the masses you know yeah commercial radio sucks so (laughs) i just think that we're combating that like yeah 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 so you guys basically to put it in a in a very simple way you're a group of friends and like like like-minded individuals who love music and you collectively bring acts to san jose so that other local people can be exposed to them yeah man yeah. all out of our own pockets uh there's no sponsor no nothing i mean we just hustle like yeah if, if uh, yeah we build it we expect people to come that's kind of like the, the the kevin costner type yeah again yeah you know, experience like kevin costner what was that the what build of dreams you know? okay i was like what <laughs> if you Try build it you will come okay Ah, perdón, perdón. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Kevin Costner right here, motherfuckers. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's really like, like right now I'm actually like two weeks away from this event. And Calm down, bro. We built Don't cry. This, it's going to be okay. We built up this like badass party. Yeah. And we built it and we're expecting people to come. But yeah. Uh, yeah. But you never know. You never You never know, know, right? That's oh, the. Dude. You get those butterflies like yeah. in your stomach. You, you, you know there's an event like in the city down the street that's like offering it for free and you're just like fuck assholes yeah because yeah. they got Modelo to sponsor that shit you know what I'm saying like yeah we don't do that like it's just we're just I don't know like hustling hustling this shit like culture hustle uh, you know uh, just trying to get folks into the doors uh, for a thing that like I think it's just been a culmination like this music festival is a culmination of these efforts from the last nine years that's yeah who was your first act your very first act that you brought um there was a there was a time uh, like we, we argue this it was like uh, uh, Susuka Poderosa was one of them. Susuka Poderosa. Susuka Poderosa. Yeah, she's like a Brazilian um, kind of a, what do they call it? Uh, uh, it's, it's, you know that 808 like kind of heavy. Uh, um, it almost sounds like the 80s high energy music. Mm-hmm. Um, she just happened to be in town. We just happened to you know sort of have an excuse to to throw this like function for a convention like a like a as nalak i believe mm-hmm. and so they were just kind of convening in san jose and we're like well let's put this together could we do it we did it in this like little small cellar uh-huh and yeah susuka kind of rocked it you know we we pulled together like whatever equipment we had and uh i remember there was just sort of a the moment where we all came together but um my personal first event oh man um i, I did like some like hoodie ass like uh it was may 1st i was a disc jockey at san jose state and i had like a public access television show (laughs) and i hit the streets with some like janky photoshop flyers i got like 10 cents uh copy like just black and white and i hit the may 1st marches uh in san jose and that was around the time when they were just massive like millions and millions or thousands of people and um just wanted to get this like punk show I, i wanted to make some money uh for a fundraiser for this like uh community center that was doing um like uh, ESL classes and you know I just bought a bunch of six packs um, I was a, I was like the co-chair of Mecha <laughs> so I just like I grabbed everything that I could like every angle that I could and we just threw a function and there was like young kids loitering outside drinking and I just pulled them inside and just told them to not drink outside they can drink inside like I, was, I broke every law <laughs> um, but to me that just it was like that was here right 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't San Jose. It was. It was. I won't. I mean, the organization. I hope they wouldn't get in trouble. Yeah, you don't have to say. You don't have to say. <laughs> but, you know, that that to me was like proof. You know, it, it could happen. Um, and we did it in this sort of indie kind of just underground, you know, level. But uh, yeah, we sorry, we raised funds, and, and that was kind of the, the got me going in the next one, and the next one, and after that, just it's been yeah, fucking nine years. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, did, were you born in San Jose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually. Uh, I mean, uh, 1982, folks were here. My mom's from Mexico City and my dad's from Coahuila. But then when they met, they rented a little apartment in Japantown. And uh, every summer, I can remember, though, after that, like not not really having a, a, an American summer. But I, I guess... Would you go to Mexico every summer? Every fucking summer, though. Yeah. So, like, to me, I'm almost like... Uh, I, I did accumulatively the, the math. I think I spent like six years of my life in Mexico through those, like, yeah. trips and it kind of made me who i was you know i mean yeah. it gave me that sort of uh element where you know i i i kind of needed that 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 touch of mexico you know that food the sound the music the you know the yeah. family so you would straight go for like two or three months every summer my mom would pull us out like two weeks before uh the last day of school almost or like the week of and then we'd pretty much like fly back the day before school started wow and yeah you know it kind of fucked me up with like didn't have friendships during the summer but it really just yeah it, it made me think like look for other people that were you know um and that's mostly that mostly in mexico city mostly yeah mexico El yeah. Defe, yeah nice and that nice. that's kind of also the exposure to that music you know yeah. i was like coming back listening to like ska and punk and uh, a lot of like hip-hop and espanol and i'm over here in the united states and it was the opposite of that you know i was like, being exposed to uh, house music and uh, freestyle and uh, underground hip hop and metal, but it, it just kind of showed me. Uh, I don't know. It just kind of showed me that I I could sort of continue to do this, but it's a struggle. Like it's it's been a constant struggle to like identify, you know, just being here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Were your parents into music? Like, what do you think got you so into it? Or um, probably just. Um, my major in college, uh, I, I took a little bit of everything. I got focused into uh, like ethnic studies. I got focused into uh, like video production, and instead of like telling stories uh, like mainstream, like wanting to go go, go report on, uh, you know, some shit that didn't really mean anything to me. You know, just telling stories. I really internalized it, and I think everything that I do kind of reflects that. You know, so it's like when it's about music, it's like I think about you know, uh, who's playing at the Capitol Flea Market, you know what I mean? Like, you think about that shit, it turns out that these guys are, you know, old school, like, uh, bands that would play in the 70s that, like, literally, like, dominated the, the, the scene here. And so you, you take that into effect and you think generations of that and, and it's all, like, just meshed together, you know? Like, acknowledging that uh, once a year, you know, you got, like, these uh, huge rock bands that come to San Jose, but they're all, like, uh, urbano bands like El Tri and El Aragon coming and, and like filling up the fairgrounds over here all of a sudden you'd be like where are all these Mexicans coming from dude but they come out and so that that to me was like did your parents take you to shows or mm, like here or nah man I gotta say it was more it was more those 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 years when I was in Mexico we'd seek out um, couple couple of like you know mercaditos where you'd get like bootleg mp3s and I'd bring home cds and stuff or, yeah uh, I remember my first concert actually I was, I was young and um uh, in Mexico, I saw Mana. I had no idea what I was watching. I saw uh, La Maldita Vecindad, and I think like Café Tacuba for free, nice. and that kind of just showed me that like, what the, like you know, there's more to just the the 
whatever else everyone else was doing back home, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember your first concert here in the U.S.? <clears throat> first concert here in the U.S.? Shit, no. Um, I don't remember. Uh, you know, I don't even go to many shows these days because it's always putting on shows, putting on yeah. shows. So, um, One, one kind of mem- memorable uh, concert that I, I've gone to in San Jose was fucking this rave that, that they did uh, again, like in... in 2000 i mean it's not like my first but it was like memorable to know that uh it was like y2k and we all thought we were gonna die <laughs> and the fairgrounds was packed with like thousands of people and it was just uh i don't know it was a different time in san jose too that like people could like dominate uh in in like you know it's like massive spaces and and there was like a celebration of like dancing and like uh you know basically every every hood in san jose probably was there that night yeah you know so you were like what like in, at the end of high school 17 like years 17, old 17 18 yeah, yeah. yeah. about to graduate crazy remember your first concert as <clears throat> my first concert oh i didn't go to almost any concerts when i was a kid my parents like we used to go to uh there's a place in fort worth called billy bob's <laughs> he's laughing over here you know yeah but but billy bobs i mean it is like for country music and for tejano music it is a big deal it's like considered like and it's this is gonna sound cheesy because but they call it the biggest honky-tonk in in the west or something the world's biggest honky-tonk it's right in the middle of the, stockyard. right the, middle of the stockyards which is uh is fort worth basically <laughs> used to be so they used to drive cattle from texas all the way to chicago to get slaughtered to the armor, meat packing plants, blah, 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 all that stuff. And they used to drive through Fort Worth. Then somebody was like, why are we taking the cattle all the way up there? So then in Fort Worth, armor and some other companies set up basically slaughterhouses. Mm. And that's the stockyards. So basically, it used to be a kind of downtown Fort Worth. And it's like old historic. Now if you go, it's a tourist attraction. And they've got, it looks like a western town. And they have like a rodeo every day and that kind of shit. Um, but they have this place called Billy Bob's, which basically puts on concerts like every week. And like any big country star has played at Billy Bob's. And in the 90s, like the Hanoaks, everybody would go through there. My parents used to go because they would have like um, like on Saturday night, they were kind of public concerts. And you could just go for free and stand outside and they would have like people like I just always remember they would just buy a margarita. And my parents would just stand there and listen to music, and we would just kind of fuck around outside, you know, like and just hang out. Tradition. Yeah. Like, coming, coming of age type thing. Yeah, like, that was a thing we did every summer, like, many times every summer over a few years, probably up until I was, like, in middle school or early high school. Um, I can't remember anybody specifically, but it was, like, typically, like, the Hano stuff, like, Little Joe and oh, stuff like that, you know? Um, and then when I got out here, even that kind of lame as far as music is concerned. I, I'm gonna say, I, you know, one of the first concerts I remember was like fucking Coldplay. It's so fucking weak, dude. <laughs> it was cool though, dude. They had green lasers. No, fucking. I know. <laughs> it's like you, that piano, dude. The girls are all. Those Sometimes it's the girls that just take you to go places. You don't know. You don't feel like I did. Anywhere. I did go with Larissa uh, to that show, and then I, you know, like, I, yeah, I, I just wasn't a big like concert goer. I'm, I'm trying to remember anything other concerts I'd been to, like like in the late 90s i went to a chili peppers concert that's pretty dope i mean i'm I'm still a big chili peppers fan um but nah nothing you know nothing where i'm like oh yeah i went to this one concert and no you know what i do have to acknowledge though that like 
you being from Texas and like coming out here though, there's a huge like uh, whatever like belt or bridge that, that exists like acts that were blown up in Texas made their way all the way to the you know uh, orchards and the the, the mm. communities out here working so. You, Central Valley all, all and the, the parties you see all these old flyers you saw see all these old like propagandas that would uh, throw for events and it was all probably these touring acts that were hitting it big in, in the Tex-Mex region mm-hmm. uh, you know and, and vice versa they were probably going back and forth though so like, it's pretty wild like, yeah that's when, research when we were talking to Dusty last week or the week before he was saying that like um, a lot of acts would start out of Corpus Mm-hmm. Or actually, he said that even if they started out of, like, Chicago, they would eventually move to Corpus because there was labels there. The Tejano labels were all in, in Corpus. It's like the Nashville. Yeah, it's the Nashville of Tejano. Exactly, exactly. So then people, like, from wherever they were, they'd move to Corpus, work on albums, do the development, and then they'd start touring from there. Yeah, I take um, a lot of pride being from the Bay Area, too, because it's like it, it had a stamp also in the, the music. Like, uh, you had this record label called Discos Fama. Uh-huh. And those guys produced, uh, you know, Los Tigres del Norte, man. Like, most of the acts that were getting recorded, uh, I think it was, um, shit, it was, like, another, like, sick-ass band that was, like, up and coming. Like, a band, not Banda Machos, but Banda fucking somebody. But this this Discos Fama, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not shitting you, dude. This, this, there's a story behind this this record label that I'm also, like, really interested in just how music plays into um i don't know like people blowing up you know like people's yeah. careers like uh, i'm not looking at it as something that i want to you know explode into i just i look at it as a place that i can get people together and um this, san jose had like a, a again so it being 30 minutes away from everything back in the day though i think san jose was always this space where people were always you know migrating to it seems music. like san jose is kind of more of of what you'd consider more of like a the ethnic center Especially, if, like, it, it, I mean... Before, dude. No, I don't know. Well, it's changing. Yeah. It's definitely changing. But it seems like it used to be, like, San Francisco was a little more white, Latino. Mm-hmm. Oakland, mm-hmm. more black. Yeah, yeah. And then San Jose, like, more Mexican and Asian. Totally. Right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Kind of funky, man. I mean, and you still see that every day if you guys uh, you go to, like, the capital flea market, the barriers of flea market, man. There's still a, a band that plays. Yeah. You know, there's several stages, and you'll get that sort of element that... I think it's, it's still like you know surviving from the past like 30 40 years yeah but people are definitely getting pushed out big time yeah man. So we're trying to survive you know i'm trying to survive here with the music i think if the music survives then at least kids can like identify and, and not feel like they have to you know lose their their identity or you know fake it you know yeah yeah what would you what, what do you think like you mentioned like um ana and cafe de cuba and malito vecindad like what were what were maybe it's those i mean what were the first acts where you were like oh wow there's like this blend right because i think growing up when you're a kid it's like either american music mm. or your parents shit yeah. right and then at a certain point you start seeing stuff that's like a mix that's like you know yeah man i i um so i have to say like when i when i found out there was like decent hip-hop in spanish i was like whoa like really like i had to kind of brace myself because like, I think I thought it was going to take over I thought it was going to yeah. just you know but uh, it was Control Machete and mm-hmm. it was like Molotov that would take you know hip hop kind of that, that the lyrics that in your face part but like mix it with like metal mm-hmm. um, I think uh, that was sort of a, 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 the, the scene for a second you know like mosh pits you know what I mean like mosh pits but you see like the Mexican mosh pits and it almost like this is this is sort of that what is a Mexican mosh pit 
other than just Mexican people in right. a mosh pit. <laughs> Is there anything different about a Mexican mosh pit? Oh man, I I think I've gone to too many shows. So so I've I've actually and I should I should write like get like a PhD in this music thing or something. Cause <laughs> I love it so much. But like the uh, you start looking at the, some of the some of the dance steps that people were doing. Yeah. And if you like. Uh, you know, put a video camera to the same dance steps that, that like the danzantes are doing with the whole regalia and, and the mechones and, and the you know uh, Aztec dancers. Chinelos and all that, yeah. It's like almost the same stuff, man. And then they'll do like the circles, you know. And it's and it's it's like it's a spiritual thing, man. And like people, I mean, it just it's a, it's respectful. It's not really like like you know like I don't know how you call it like that. Ah, fuck not you angry. up, you know. No, yeah. but it's like positive and like you, women get in there men get in there and, it, and like people just picking each other up like it's a, it's a kind of a different vibe man and um i think i think just like going to these shows um growing up like you start seeing more and more other genres get mixed up in there you know like good reggae in espanol yeah um you know but not just maybe from mexico but like places from argentina latin america chile um you start seeing the blends of um kind of um, you know like electronic music with like banda you know stuff like yeah. that like people are all of a sudden fusing uh things and making new names for things i think that shit is is, is what kind of gives me hope you know i think you, you know what, what will be the next yeah uh mixture you know they'll put like polkas with uh i don't know trance music or some shit <laughs> nice so who are some of the uh well let me go back you you were doing uh you said you had a a, a radio college college radio show what was that about Dude, um, so again, in, in that spirit of like, like trying to keep that identity out here in, in locally, um, growing up in high school, middle school, you know, you turn on the local community radio station and there was this, this airwave, uh, 90.5, it was this San Jose State University and you start hearing brown folks and it was like Radio Aztlan, it was, uh, like some broken Espanol shows and they would be playing stuff like. You know, um, like again, those that music I would hear back home, uh, visiting my my folks in Mexico, and um, I, I, you know, you, you could call in and, and you could be like, fuck, requesting songs or you know, just talking to people that were like also digging for music. And uh, little did I know, I think like as I grew older, that I do my homework and shit, and I tune into like you know a couple radio shows here and there. They would they would like block out full hours, and you'd hear everything from brujería to Los Enanitos Verdes or you know, even put on some like rancheras and some freestyle so like yeah. it was a full on like musical education and um, high school came kind of figured out what I had to do next um, went to community college for a couple years and, and kind of just uh, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do but I, I got involved in uh, like uh, ethnic studies classes and then uh, transferred over to San Jose State and I took an elective and I became the director of the, the radio department <laughs> uh, changed my name to DJ Tlacoyo and I was like trying to um, you know recruit people like I was I was on a mission man I, I thought that like it was my calling I, I wanted to like get more students involved because we if we took over the airwaves then we could kind of control you know the, the the you know the events on the weekend or we could like throw parties and it was just something that i it gave me energy it motivated me to uh can keep this shit up you know i did it for like five six years and kind of continued on as an alumni and that radio station still has like it's it's uh i don't know like it needs a new fresh breath of air every couple of years you know yeah, it, it changes yeah. now they're playing like reggaeton and shit but like it's <laughs> still you know I, I see it that it's it's what young people need you know when they other transfer students from like the Central Valley, from different parts of the country that come to San Jose State, they also feel like fuck, I need to belong someplace. So that that radio station was a place where I got to meet a lot of good friends. You know, like yeah. 
from outside of uh, San Jose, and, and the, what, what bonded us together was like the music, it was, yeah. it was uh, the airwaves. You know, it was, we could talk shit if we wanted to. We could speak in Spanish if we wanted to. You know, I don't think this the the FCC was listening to what we were saying because <laughs> we were speaking in Spanish and we could cuss. Um, you know, they said we couldn't like say do all kinds of other stuff, but we we're doing it in Spanish, and so like we were kind of rebellious in the sense uh, at at San Jose State. So I'm, I'm glad that shit's still strong and. Um, you know they're they're like still supporting us. I you know I I'm, once in a while I'll go back and I'll tune. You know that's all I listen to is like community radio. You know college radio because there's some good programs still in the Bay Area. So it's just good to feel that like, like almost like the resistance. Like it's it's like this res, you know, resistencia. Like yeah, you're not gonna get it anywhere else, man. Turn into any fucking commercial radio station and you're getting some pay to play. You know yeah. payola. Um, the same fucking. Uh, you never not, took some payola, bro. I really wanted to. <laughs> I was looking for it. Were I, they I mean, offering? Well, that was the hustle, bro. Like, I mean, yeah. Like you know, I also did the radio station for the girls. You know, I also did the radio stuff because I wanted to get in free to concerts. I was, yeah. you know, but it gave me access, and that shit like took me places I didn't expect to ever be in. You know, like hanging out, getting drunk with like some of those bands that I was telling you I grew up watching. You know, and interviewing them on this radio show, which. I didn't have no interest really. It's just cool to have a radio show and put people on. Yeah, you know, it was my four hours of of, of the airway that I controlled. You did four hours a week. It was um, four hours a week. It, the shift changed, but I tried to get like the main, like the prime time shows, like Friday nights or uh, Friday mornings. You know, while people were driving to work, I was, you know, I was hustling, man. And and I would even do like the overnights, like two to six a.m. and just fuck it around. You know, I mean, play whatever I wanted. Um, you know, just it, you can do that. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I would recommend that to anybody out there too. Like, join your local community radio stations, and I mean, you can get away with a lot. <laughs> um, so, going back to Sonido Clash, like you mentioned, like some of the first shows. What are some of the more notable acts? Um, like, what was what kind of one of the first big acts? Jeez. No, <laughs> I gotta say, it's almost like uh, like uh, like synchronicity type thing, man. It just put the wish list out there you just throw it out there like oh man i think i want to work with uh you know mexican dubweiser or something like that well he's on myspace you know hit him up send him a message hey man you, you interested oh yeah i got a cousin in the bay area i'm gonna go visit him yeah set it up you know like the, the, i figured he was unattainable you know he was you'd have to go through like his agent or something he said mexican dubweiser mexican dubweiser who the <laughs> hell is that <laughs> I mean, the guy The guy collaborated and did a lot of production with, like, uh, Molotov, did a lot of production with Blanquito Man, did a lot of production in, like, the Cafe Tacuba, kind of, like, kink, yeah. kinky. Um, but he's, you know, I think... He's a DJ or producer, kind of? He's a DJ, okay. producer, yeah. He kind of okay. moved from Monterrey, Mexico, to L.A. And, you know, still still very much, like, in the scene, like, 15, 20 years later. Um, did some shows. I think we brought the Mexican Institute of Sound, or uh, as a Camilo Lara. That guy's kind of a... I don't know what... It's like the savant of, like music or some shit but I, hmm. the guy works for Sony I think he just has like power and he can do whatever the fuck he wants but um, that was pretty rad to get like a DJ set with him and you know he was he was sort of just like already putting out like records and I, again I thought that was like he's not gonna respond to us you know and he did it for like dirt cheap you know yeah. we're not charging a lot at the door to begin with but for folks to respond and, and, and accept invitations um, but we were doing them in like sexy venues so I think that also helped like it wasn't like we were doing them in some, you know, yeah, warehouse man. or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, this would have been dope. What are you talking you know, about? Yeah, dude. I mean, we had we had like the Fairmont Hotel or something. You know, what the fuck? The after parties were legendary, and and um, 
I th what else would we do? We've done like, all kinds of stuff. Like it also helps to have in the crew these like artists and producers who themselves are also like touring and making relationships. You know, thanks to them too, it's like we're able to um, you know just like I said, just ask. You know, like hey, you yeah. want to come out? Sometimes these uh, these uh, radius clauses really get you know or make it make it a problem to for right. fans to come to San Jose because they can't play 50 miles away from wherever it is that they play and like we're only 30 minutes away from San Francisco so um, when we get rejected it's kind of a bummer yeah um, somebody else that we've played with uh, you know uh, Toy Selecta I always kind of look up to that guy he's like the uh, grandfather of, of a lot you know he did the uh, Control Machete, he produced uh, a lot of the punk that was coming out of Monterrey, the, the emo, the happy punk. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's just legendary. I think he produced a couple tracks for Los Tigres del Norte. Uh, he, you know, His did, name definitely always comes up. Dude, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I got to yeah. kick it with the guy. I mean, and again, like, thinking he wouldn't be down to come to, you know, little San Jose, but he's just totally with it, man. And we just, it was cool to make the connections all of a sudden to, like, they would be like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the U.S. Like, I want to go someplace, and then all of a sudden we'd be you know, driving to the Golden Gate Bridge or something, like hey, their first time and things like that. Like, you wouldn't expect to be doing things like that. Not just a, it wasn't just a performance. You yeah. Know? At times it was more of like a little bit of that experience where you get to chat, chat it up about like their history or you know, hopefully they were sprinkling a little bit of their, ta you know, magical Magic, talent on yeah. this. <laughs> Fucking other groups that we've we've done, um, I dude, I, th I think we've done like almost. Yeah, how many shows have you? Do you, do you think over the last nine years, um, fuck, like at least one a month, once yeah, one a month, uh, sometimes two, three. You know, there's festivals we put together. It's just really cool to get to work with people, get to work with people that have retired, um, or like randomly just get invited to to you know sit on stage and like play a play you know a little bit of DJing before another big artist goes on like that's kind of cool um to, to kind of get recognized but um I don't, it's not about the recognition you know I think it's really just about the experience like this is this is surviving it's thriving you know I think uh at this point this shit should be really thriving like uh you know you have um a huge concentration of Latinos but I think we're like always like separated you know what i mean like yeah you have the the the, the sombrerudos you got the the cumbia guys you got the guarachudos you got the greñudos <laughs> the pochos yeah, yeah man and i think at some point we should all come and come together and like you know, i feel like that's what's happening right now i mean there is like convergence and there's like a point where you know there's certainly within like the kind of ch chipster crowd Mm -hmm. think kind of everything hipsters, is yeah. cool you know like they're down with all the all that music and they go out to all the shows and you know that's um, why you have the vive latinos and the rido fests and the yeah. other ones that are doing you know all kinds of cool shows but I, I don't know man like it's 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 just crazy i think those are i think those are what we're trying to build here like i think they're doing it on this massive scale like toyota throwing millions of dollars at them we're again at that level where we're just doing asks. We're you know uh, we're kind of on the on the you know we know what's what's coming. We know what, what other artists are doing. So we we just want to keep not you know not not doing what other people are doing. We're just kind of making our own that sort of sonido clash. You know we're we're just like a, a little bit of that rebellious like contrarian type thing. You know it's like we're gonna yeah. do the opposite of that shit. You know let's let's 
let's put some cumbia guys and let's put some uh some you know some ska together and and dude you know, both crowds, you know, once you put a cumbia on, you know, the, the most everybody's gonna dance, yeah. yeah heavy rockero guy is gonna, you know, know how to, you know, get down. So it's um, it's exciting, man. It's exciting to have uh, just people re, you, you know, in uh, in a, in spaces. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Raza. <laughs> no, not white people. No. <laughs> That's no, dangerous. Man. That's dangerous. You guys can come too, man, but uh, you know, <laughs> pay the full price. <laughs> so we we first met like I said like three years ago already or two. Mm-hmm. Three. Three. Mamas, yeah. But yeah, it's gonna be three this October, I think. Was it was it when we were doing that prayer prayer yeah, show? Yeah, you guys were do, about to do the prayer show. I think it was October, November, or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah it's my birthday, so yeah. Yeah, October fourteenth. So it's gonna be three years. Yeah. Holy smokes. Um. I think you 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 found or somehow you guys found out what, that we were out in the bay or out here doing mm-hmm. stuff and you guys reached out. Oh yeah, because of the shots from Chingo out here. The that's right. That, you guys are the, doing the pocho, uh, the uh, masa and the, the power, power, right? Yeah. And then, uh, and then yeah, then you guys invited us to that first prayer show, which was three years ago, and those guys have totally blown up. And I mean, I think even. Obviously, before that, but looking at even the acts that you guys have brought out after that, it's very clear that you guys are always on the cutting edge. And I'm like, we're all, I'm always discovering people through you guys. I'm like, oh shit, these guys are dope, you know? And, and that certainly was the first time we, I had heard of prayers. And I was like, wow, this is like really amazing stuff. And even like the lineup you guys have for this, uh, you know, this fest coming up in two weeks, um, there's some people on there. I'd never heard of Kuko, you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, that guy's fucking dope. Um, the nerdy 19 year old. Nerdy nineteen-year-old, yeah. I don't yeah. know. But the ladies are throwing their fucking panties at him. <laughs> you should read the the comments, and he's like, "I'm coming to your city or whatever." And it's just like it's crazy the, the amount of on his like Facebook or what, his uh, Twitter his, and stuff, Instagram, or Instagram. Some shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's all I've seen. But this kid, I mean. So who's tell us about like how you guys have gotten to the point where you guys are now kind of. It seems like you're focusing a lot of your energy on the yearly festival. Like why, or or is that true, and and why is that important for you guys? Like I think like nine years, kind of 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 doing this, or even more for each all of us, we're sort of uh, just why it's like a why not, you know what I mean? Like we've already thrown monthlies, we're pretty good at it. Um, sometimes we get to asked to do like back to back shows, and we're sweating it. So. Um, if we can pull those off, we thought we could do this now. And and after nine years, again, we sort of matured a little. Some of us are, some of us have matured. Some of <laughs> us are still, you know, living the lifestyle that they want to live. But I think, I think that's that was like, it's it's like, it makes sense to throw a, a full day kind of a, a, a family sort of oriented event, a night where people can kind of chill under the sun. Um, I mean, San Jose, we have, like, this venue that's kind of, I feel like, underutilized. It's called the Mexican Heritage Plaza. It's, like, right in the heart of the east side. It's, it's like, state-of-the-art. It's got a little socalo. It's got a, like, rotunda. It's got a fountain. It's just a beautiful place. And and so um, I think over the last nine years, we've we've stepped into this sort of uh, role of uh, taste-making or whatever, but, like, being invited into spaces and kind of to represent that, like, we we can speak for... You know uh, what's what's up and coming in San Jose, so it, it's almost like a natural evolution from 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 where we started, throwing like these underground kind of risky shows, to you know dealing with cops and you know doing security and trying to pay for hotels and stuff. And now it's like a real um, 
I think it's a real job. It's almost you know like a real job, but we're yeah. not. Yeah, it, it's just it's not my. I'm not even getting paid to do this shit, but it's really just that element that like, like I, I think it just was necessary for Sony the Clash to step into those shoes. Um, if we can knock this one out, you know, I could see number three and four after that. You know, um, it's nice to to you know pitch it to people and see how they're just like, nah, but. I think like uh, that sort of feel the dreams bullshit, you know. We're building it, man. And if people do come out, um, it'll be it'll be fun, man. Because we get to collaborate with folks, you know. Um, who was there last year? Who was the lineup last year? <clears throat> you know, last year it was Los Racas was the headliner. Um, those cats are from the Bay. They're yep. you know they're Panameño, Pan American. Uh, you know, fusing hip hop, reggaeton, the element of you know just uh, that hyphy, you know, Oakland yep. kind of vibe. Um, they got a lot of pool, you know, they, they throw good shows. I think they were also kind of making huge leaps and bounds in their own career. They're like on FIFA soundtracks and um, getting featured in like, you know, other artists, you know, tracks and stuff like that. So those cats were kind of, you know, another highlight for us to, to get to keep working with them. We've worked, we'd worked with them before. Um, we also, you know, um, just, just kind of cast a net out there in, into the you know across the country and see who was interested in coming you know so like uh, La La Diabla came from Tijuana I mean those guys had been doing uh, cumbia at, at a at a like a um, almost underground you know these guys walk in and they're wearing uh, like masks and they got like dreads and stuff like that you wouldn't expect these guys to be rocking and stuff but they're so respectful and then they like they do it for the music um, so they drove all the way up from Tijuana for our show and killed it i mean it was so it was it was actually disappointing that they kind of like their set got cut because we were running behind time we, no, we overloaded the the schedule the schedule last year yeah. we like pushed it like we had uh uh favi she's like a kind of like a latina i think she's from spain possibly but she's from san francisco pushing her art pushing her work and and you know also kind of featuring um you know her as like a, a solo artist and um you know, people people really appreciated that that we could you know make people kind of dance groove and cumbia and then you know we like a, a ska band Matamosca performed and then you had like Favi performing on like a, a a stage on a pond so it was like it was just like the perfect setting the element you know it was, it was the summertime it's Labor Day weekend you know I yep. think this, the sun doesn't go down to like nine ten ish so you know it's 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 a full it's a full it's a full festival um, you know but uh. I, th I think this year the artists are we, we kind of cut them trimmed it down a little bit we're not going we're not overloading it um, but the caliber is up there you know you, you do have folks that are, are being featured on um, you know big big blogs or um, you know their their work is getting you know all over the place and their collaborations are, are happening so so you guys have prayers prayers this year yeah, yeah. the Cholo Goth guys you guys have interviewed man yeah. I, I actually clicked on that video the other day it's up there man you guys got like Seventy thousand, almost sixty thousand. Oh, really? Something like that, dude. I mean, haven't that was seen it in a while. Badass. Um, to to you know, even the message that they 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 spread, you know, with, yeah. with that inviting them back this time to the east side. Like they've only played in like a shitty bar in downtown San Jose, um, but it's not that shitty of a bar actually. But <laughs> don't shit on your own venue, bro. Right. <laughs> it, I mean, if 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 anything, that one bar is why San Jose kind of continues to bring, uh, you know, acts that. I mean, they actually feel like it's a, it's a, there's a community behind it. Um, other than that, you know, everything's just like, if you're paying a twenty dollar ticket, it's, yeah, it's rough. Um, yeah. So prayers is coming. 
Cuco, uh, Helado Negro. That guy, you know, he's that guy's up cool, and coming. Man. We saw him like two years ago. We saw him up in the city. He keeps, he's a weird cat, but fucking cool. Yeah, apparently, he dances with like pom poms or something yeah, like big that. Yeah, pom pom, the silver pom poms. His tech writers kind of interesting you know he's really? asking for like i need this this and this and this but yeah we're accommodating these guys you know we gotta treat them like artists you know I definitely respect their hustle yeah respect their craft you may not want to put him in the pond there's <laughs> 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 some weird shit my the pom pom guy ends he, up in the is, fucking water he is gonna be in the pond actually really? but the, the, we has that's a dope it's a really cool stage it's a whole like setup it's it's not that crazy um but it, like they're seating around it though it's just it's a it's a good it's good vibe, good space. How late is the show gonna go? Uh, last band goes on, I think, close to nine and thirty ish. Yeah, so we'll probably going to about ten thirty, closer to eleven. We gotta get the heck out of there. Um, yeah, I think we have to pay for cops, so it just gets pricey. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about uh, an artist that I've, I've been like following since I was in college. Actually, this this woman named Afrodita. Uh huh. She is the real deal. Huh. Um, I think she's she's like Latina from like uh, South America, transplanted to Mexico, living in the DF and like and and then like in New York. Uh, I don't know her story completely, but you can tell that she's she's like about that life. You know, hmm. she's she produces cool music. She doesn't like it doesn't sound like anything else. The tropicalismo. Uh, tro- uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she comes out with like lightsabers and oh, uh, again like an Aztec regalia, but she raps over like these cumbia, like electronic beats, and um, she's like a true performer, you know, like a true artist. Um, it's exciting to have that element, you know, like a uh, like this badass mujer that's coming out, um, Afrodita man. I mean, people are, are telling me that they're coming to the show because of her, because I mean, she hadn't been she hadn't performed in the U.S. I think like easily like 10 years or something like that really so, is she coming from mexico she's coming from mexico yeah i got to kick it with her uh last year so when you went down to mexico or what is this it yeah yeah dude the grupo maravilla i mean those cats I don't know if, if you guys uh, remember that estos son rebocos on nike oh yeah, yeah. Oh, dude that was like a funny thing right like going for a minute um, and they, they did that. Yeah, yeah dude, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're sharp. These these kids like they got the choreograph uh, choreography down. Um, they're like blending um, like the traditional like uh, cumbia stuff, but like what's happening in like Peru, what's happening in Argentina, what's happening in uh, Colombia. Like these guys are um, like a, a real established band. You know, their reach is, I mean, it's it's, it's far. Um, but you know they're coming all the way from uh, Los Angeles. I think they sort of have a home base now. Um, and and conjunto, or Grupo Maravilla is like an eight eight piece group, and and they got um, you know I, I think their their fan base is like the traditional sonidero folks. So to have all of them see a cholo goth band and see you know uh, Afrodita, Grupo Maravilla, Cuco, I think it's gonna be a neat kind of generation. I'm really thing. fucking bummed, dude. Yeah. That I'm not gonna be here. Ugh. You know, they're they're um, they got like a six, uh, an hour set at least, so I, I expect there to be like a packed dance floor. You know, sweaty, uh, just just a dance party, man. I hope it gets into that that level of just people dancing nonstop. Yeah, yeah. God damn. Yeah, I'm fucking bummed, dude. This is like a really sweet lineup. 
No, and and Chico Sonido again. That's another cat that's kind of in that like he's, he has that historical like he's he's really impacted the music scene. You know, he's he's been uh, heavy on production, um, puts out really funky projects, but he's still doing his thing. Like he's kind of I don't know if you guys. <coughs> Uh, I've seen the flyers or whatever, but he looks like he's like a FUBU model from the 90s, but he's like a in his 40s or something like that. But, but <laughs> Maybe he was, dude. He's but, still got the clothes, you know? But he's but he's like Quality. producing these like uh, other acts that are coming out. And these women are, are like, you know, uh, taking it to the next level. So I think he has a particular sound or like a particular influence right now in the music um, that goes far. You know, he was heavy into the tribal scene. You know, tribal is kind of like big yeah. all across. Like it, it, it like exploded yeah so that guy that guy you know look out for him um really excited too we're showcasing the uh local boys uh from the east side of san jose uh lado oriente and those guys again like sort of if san jose you know you you did a timeline um they were just young kind of uh my age guys um you know grew up in the east side kind of in 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 just the the in the San Jose that you, you probably wouldn't imagine, you know, you got the you got gangs, you got, you know, high levels of poverty, you got, you know, crime, but you still have, like, folks that are... It's back when shit was dope. Basically. Fuck yeah. What but, happened to those days? But these cats, like, had a mentor that uh, started teaching them, like, son jarocho, and, and they were, like, teaching themselves uh, traditional instruments, and so uh, they, they produced a group called uh, La Colectiva or en Lado Oriente. They have a couple different side projects couple of guys are you know uh you know touring with other bands and stuff and, um, but they produced a, a project this year called Amer- uh, americanta hmm. and um they're actually doing a cumbia de san jose track that uh, they invited me to be on dude i'm, I'm excited because i don't i don't play an instrument but i'm gonna somehow get on this track i'm gonna be like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um they're 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 showcasing their project and it's cool to give them like you know sort of that that respect that they deserve they've been put in the work um you know lado oriente has been a good group of guys they've been buddies um and yeah man to, to see them as like as like where they've come from to where they're at now and they're still doing it yeah um i'm excited to showcase are they still local that. yeah they're all yeah. local they kind of again through gentrification and just through growing up they're all kind of spreading out too yeah. but they come together and still support themselves and, and um they they're like high quality stuff yeah man yeah. no that's yeah they, they don't give a fuck too nice that's crazy so you have like how many like seven how many acts are there about seven acts some live uh several djs um we've got poetry stages uh, that are kind of featuring a lot of local poets uh yosimar reyes being one of them I'm really excited to um, have him because he's also from San Jose another folks that kind of uh, you know sort of represents here uh, grew up here and made it out of here you know what I'm yep. saying and, and is on to doing a lot of good stuff in the community in the, in the entertainment world um, the community stuff that he's doing politically too um, yep he's gonna be headlining the the stage along with a lot of other great poets um, folks that are uh, and carrying that tradition right like, like like poetry palabra um we're trying to mix it up a little bit too and include some like freestyle like mcs like uh like uh, young uh spanglish rappers you know kids that can just have talent and they you know they might like you might get scared if you started listening to like rap music but they're going to be doing like acapella style so also just kind of conserving the that culture acapella. yeah man not me that's not my department that's mex tapes department he's he's a he's more of the poet the rapper oh shit um, but we're blending tape. all that together dude like uh 
poetry, music, DJing, a little mercadito. Uh, we also got uh, like a, a bocho, like a bochito car club kind of coming out. Um, For those who don't know, what is a bocho? A bochito, you know, like a Volkswagen. Um, I mean, Mexico, that was like the... The, the I think bugs, the, the beetles. Basically, or yeah. las combis, you know, yeah. if you didn't have a... You had a bug... Um, that's, I mean, that was a pretty sweet car. You could fit hell of people into it. You know, Mexicans can fit a lot of people in the cars. Man, I got a story about that once. Once it was Christmas, I'll tell it very quickly. There was like four or five like of us cousins, and my uncle was fucking drunk, fool. And like this was in in uh, in in Cuautla, which is in Morelos. Oh, shit. And uh, we left the Christmas party, and we went back. We were supposed to go back to his house. And my uncle and aunt, they were just fighting in the car, and we were all in the back, like yelling, and like, and he was like, my cousin, stop fighting! Everybody's drunk, they're fighting. Fucking fool got lost. We ended up back at the party. Like, <laughs> but there was like five kids in the back, like, bumping around and shit. Dude, no. Bochos, there's, there's, those cars survive. We live to tell the story. Yeah. So there'll be a car club, food, music, art, poetry, live music, outdoors, you know, just. Archery, bungee jumping, <laughs> face uh, painting, face painting. No, it's kids, kids activities. You know, it's important to bring out the kids. You know, yeah. it's like parents can't bring, can't go to festivals anymore. So bring out the kids. You know, yeah, yeah. We'll have child care. You have child care? No. God uh, damn, what's about to say? Kids activities. This is like twenty-four hour fitness. <laughs> I'm a little exhausted right now too because we're two weeks away. So it's you know putting the word out there. Get your Facebook invites. You know, as many people as we can. You know, it's just yeah. like our reach is only like li- as limited to how many people kind of share it for us too you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah for sure so thanks for is doing this is there still like an opportunity for anybody who like could be a sponsor or something like that always man i mean uh narco money is accepted nice uh, now nah, it, it really anything helps um you know we have some fiscal sponsorship that that can help in that department you know i reached out to like coca-cola the other day and i think they're like trying to hook up with water you know and, I, and water for those people it, it's gonna be hopefully a hot hot weekend you know we can try and slang that shit you know yeah uh we got some moms doing aguas frescas you know what i mean and like hopefully it's a little bit of a, a economic stimulus package for the, <laughs> for the east side um giving folks you know an opportunity to showcase their stuff their talent um and, and again, like if this happens next, every year, I think it can really unite folks in San Jose. It could like give, uh, you know, folks a reason to kind of plan around Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Uh, maybe make it something where like people come from far, far places and stay in hotels and stuff and like take over the city. Um, I'm already giving away my idea, my million dollar idea, but it's going to happen, dude. It's <laughs> probably going to happen. I mean, yeah, if that's if you want it to happen, you, you know, you just have to keep marching forward. And I mean eventually yes like i think you do have to like focus on landing like a big like a title sponsor or whatever um i don't think there's anything wrong with that i mean you just hopefully they don't dictate what you're gonna do i don't think they do i mean if you're if you have like a show that's that's already got like you know some momentum like they just want to be a part of it right Mm -hmm. like i mean maybe they're like oh like if there's one act where they're like you know, maybe they don't want fucking two short and like seven strippers up there. Right, right. But I mean, that's pretty like, you're not trying to do that either. So, I mean, it'd be cool. I think if you are, then I'm down too, but I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Hit us up. If it's, it'd be cool if you want to donate money or if you want to, like, you know, again, like if you guys are sending them some dollars, PS, send us some dollars. Sonido <laughs> Clash. Um, anything's accepted. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone will be turned away at the door, but. 
we gotta you know pay our artists we gotta pay for the the, the physical space um but you know it's, it's like a thing i think if if folks from around the Bay Area, have nothing better to do. This is a good joint. Like this is a good opportunity to kind of. That's not how you're supposed to pitch it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. It's, it's, uh, if you haven't been to a Sonido Clash party, it is a positive environment. It's uh, no, it's just gonna be dope ass music, dude. Yes. Forget yes. all the other shit. Like it's just gonna be dope ass music. That's why I'm fucking bummed, and I'm honestly like bummed. I'm gonna be in Cancun for a fucking trip with friends. But I'm like, uh, I kind of would like really, really want it to be at this show. You're going to miss out too on Chulita, the Chulita Vinyl Club, man. Yeah. They're always supporting us. Uh, the Bay Area chapter, several folks from around the Bay Area. So like, this is a community-oriented event. It's a community effort. I'm yeah. sorry you can't make it. Are you going to be there, Pinche? Well, my tickets, though. You didn't see them. Yes. Sammy bought his ticket. Damn, he's oh, a right. fucking ahead of Are you guys going to do like a video recap of this shit? Because I, you know. That's extra. <laughs> we could probably get uh hobby to help and like put something together i think it'd be good to do something um it's just you know so if you miss it or you know you'll see it and then you'll have to come to the next one i hope yeah I yeah know. yeah no 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 i'm like bummed and if it's gonna be every labor day then we got to start thinking about it that way I, I mean i think when i booked this trip a few months ago i had no idea like actually when you guys started pushing this i was like oh shit like it's back i wanted to stay this weekend but people were telling us like we should do like September 16th, but I don't want to compete with like oh, the Mexicano Presenta and you know all these other Presentas at the fucking you know fairgrounds and shit like that. Like I want to keep it still to its own element. So September 3rd, I think will be our hopefully repetitive date. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's September 3rd this year. September 3rd, doors open at like 2:30 p.m. Um, goes all the way to like 9 9:30. Um, there's still like student tickets around like you know 20 bucks um you can still cop some 30 dollar general admission um they go up to like 40 at the door but again it's like there's still um you know you can contact us and and i don't know hit us up like figure it out you know uh you really want to open that floodgate <laughs> hey bro <laughs> right now is the time you know before and, we go and where, where do you go uh, where do you go get the tickets sonidoclash.com or what is yeah it? you can go www.sonidoclash.com that the event kind of the, the info is there um, yep. we got, our links are through Eventbrite our links are through uh, you know through our Facebook through our IG like you can see sort of a description of the event we're going to be rolling out some videos of the artists so if you haven't you know you don't know what they're going to sound like you'll get a chance to hear them there and um so I think that's kind of, you know, the, the majority of it. Like, it, it's, a, it's a full Sunday. Yep. People get the Monday off so they can get as bait as they want to. Nice. la curan el Monday. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm just going to be, like, excited to, 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 like, for that thing to be over. <laughs> I knew you were going right to say now. that. <laughs> um, but as, as, as it approaches to, really good things are falling into place. Like, it's, it's great to hear folks that are, like, excited about it, sharing it. You know, they can't believe that these artists are coming to San Jose all on one bill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Usually you're going to catch one of these artists here, one yeah. of these artists there, and it's the same price. Like, you're getting all these artists for one ticket. Um, no, I mean, we fucking went to El Lado Negro and paid $40 for El Lado Negro in the city. You know, you pay $40 here, you're going to see fucking prayers, El Lado Negro, Cuco. Grupo Maravilla. That's right. Uh, I don't know who the fuck. Who, Afrodita, Afrodita. Chico Sonido. The Chulitas Vinyl Club. Yosimar Reyes. I mean, you're going to have like opportunity to just like hang out in the most beautiful space in, in San Jose. The Mexican Heritage Plaza is like just gorgeous, man. I mean, it's, 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 uh, 
it's really exciting to have that space be activated and 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 it'll be a good i don't know like it'll be a place to celebrate the culture like the cultura and all these sonidos together you know um it's a dance party i think yeah. it's gonna be like a, a memorable night a memorable day a dance party um and i'm sorry you're gonna miss it i'm really sorry that's my bad that's my bad that's my bad next year next year i'll be there and uh yeah so sonidoclash.com you check it out there mm-hmm. um do you have any other shows before then i mean uh, you, guys got anything going? you guys are always doing something um you know like we mess around in oakland yeah we do a couple of parties like randomly there um there's there's a tonight i think we're gonna be over at uh like there's like a magazine release thing we're just gonna be spinning some music in the background um like an all like vinyl like 45 kind of like cumbia stuff yeah it's gonna be tonight at the hammer theater just like some magazine content magazine Nice. Uh, so like Roman was featured again, right? Yeah, yeah. our dude's featured in that. That's right. Turbo Sonidero. Yeah. So you know, and then that guy, he's probably the busier one because he like probably goes to this magazine release party and drive him to the airport. He flies to L.A., performs at like 10 p.m. and then comes back to S.J. to like I think be in a music video this weekend. Like I mean, thanks to these guys that are like are non-stop like hustling i think that also kind of motivates us and energizes us to go get more to kind of reach further to you know do collabos man i mean yeah. like i said three years ago meeting the desmadre crew like i didn't expect to kind of be where we're at now like you know always kind of getting into fun and you know maybe sharing uh like when you guys need like like what is it like actors or whatever like uh extras, <laughs> extras. And shit. I, i'm down call me you know what i'm saying like uh it's fun, man. I, I love what you guys do. I'm glad you guys support what we do. It's, yeah, uh, dude. We have to. We definitely have to keep it going. And I think, like for us, it's been important to, you know, stay in San Jose. And I like it's just a really good vibe. And it's a really good community to be a part of. I think it's what seems to be happening is like, not just in San Jose. I feel like nationally, like the scene is is really kind of crystallizing. And, you know, you see, like, Remescla, like, mm-hmm. you know, you saw the big announcement, like, they raised much money. You see, like, a lot of the basically Latino media companies and players in this space are doing super well. So, like, the opportunity is definitely there. I think you just, we just have to be smart about it. And, you know, for better or worse, we're the knuckleheads in San Jose trying to do shit <laughs> in the Bay Area. Like, I don't know who else, like, in the, the fucking Beaner space is doing this. I, I think, mean, it, you know. I think collaboration is good you know yeah. the competition is good too it keeps you sharp you know yeah. you sort of like you know that other folks are, are doing events um but it's it's good to like extend the olive branch or whatever or you know see ways to support each other because yeah. you know it's you're only as strong as like your your other your folks you know so when you see that the community shows up it, it energizes you um when you see like other young people try things or, or you know get into uh, doing events i mean it's 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 tough it's a really tough game to get into yeah um but like you know giving people that sort of like any advice or you know sort of that push is it's it's cool to see um yeah i think san jose is on the map now i mean it's been on the map it's it's definitely on the map you know with fucking google moving in and all this shit but uh i want that google money that would be nice uh to make this the google latino fest you know what i'm saying no <laughs> um, that memo you know what was dope back in the day the Latino Film Festival I'm not sure if it's happening anymore but it used to like extend the full Bay Area and yeah. I definitely wanted to plug in more of a musical element into that shit um, but I don't it's know where it's more like San anymore. Francisco based now 
Like they just sent out a Twitter uh, asking us to reshare something like today. Actually, I think I saw it. Um, but yeah, I think it, they're focusing more on San Francisco because yeah, like when I had a short film in like man, it was like 2007. Like we were part of the the San Francisco or the Bay Area Film Festival, but we played at Makla. We we screened down here at the little gallery or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and it's like this big, you know. But yeah. that, the, the, the I, I went to the Mexican Heritage Plaza that year too, and they also exhibited films. But it's it's like once in a while, you know. I, yeah. I think it's like a, a we're here, we're we're not going any place. We should really kind of maybe there's just not enough weekends in the year because there's always something happening, but. Well, I mean, you know, for better or worse, a lot of it comes down to money, dude. You need money to pull shit off. And so at the end of the day, the ones that survive um, are the ones who are connected or where there's just somebody who's just a fucking who's grinding and just pushing for that corporate money because you end up needing that. I mean, like when we went out to do the the man on the street for uh, for pride. We were asking people like, oh, is this like too corporate now? Mm -hmm. And and people were like. I don't give a shit. Like, I'd rather that, you know, let's take their money, you know? Yeah, dude, Banda Machos is going to be a pride in Oakland, man. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, That's funny. You know, yeah. that, we made it. Or, yeah. you know, or I don't know. It's, 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 it's cool to see. You're right. Like, look around you, and it is like we're making an impact in little bits and pieces. I think the money's there. You got to go and get it. Like, yeah, you, gotta, you have to really make it a point to go get it, and you have to start early. Mm, yeah, we started a little late this year. That's probably <laughs> why I'm tired fucking exhausted nice all right well thank you for stopping by uh people please go check out the sonido clash fest september 3rd september 3rd uh for more information and for tickets sonidoclash.com all the links will be there um follow them on instagram twitter etc etc but all those links are at sonidoclash.com please check it out get your tickets uh, look around. There might be somebody with a low hat named Juan Yerbas walking around. You might be able to get an autograph or something. Cop a feel or something. <laughs> Watch the head banging. Make it on the Snapchat. <laughs> get on the Snapchat. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really bummed I'm not going to be there. But hopefully, some of our listeners can go check it out, support the community, and support other uh, international artists. Really, we might Facebook Live that shit. Nice. And you can like tune in from. Your vacation You're gonna spot get sued shit. by these labels, dog. You better be careful. Fuck, you're right. <laughs> it's like, it gets complicated, man. That's what I'm, yeah. More money, sp- more problems. Yeah, yeah. Once you guys start get these these guys that are signed, man, it's like a fucking you know, it's a black hole of Call complications. Me. Yeah, but no. If anybody wants to support or, or sponsor in any way, if you have a small business in your Bay Area based, these guys are still looking. You can come represent. Taco trucks, fucking whatever you got, you can sell it as long as you have the permit. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for stopping by, Fernando. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember to subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash desmadre, chipping a dollar. Every little bit helps. Thanks, guys. See you next week.